What's up, everybody? That is Cheyenne Benton. San Diego's... She's, like, favorite redhead. She's amazing. <laughs> so talented. Her parents are cool, too. Ah, uh, anyway, good morning or afternoon. This is the afternoon edition of Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. What's up? Uh, wow, you want to do that again? This is why we do it live. Because if I had to do an edited intro every time I did a show, we would be here for four days. We are being heard live. <laughs> Oh my God. Just because you have a microphone in front of your face does not mean you're a professional. Anyway, this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude Afternoon Edition. We are being heard right now on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on iTunes, Google Play, and so much more. What's up, Facebook audience? Good to see you. And as I said, this is the Afternoon Edition of Morning Gratitude, and I'm really excited about our guest. An amazing story, and I have no idea which direction we're going to go, but I'm going to read you her bio really quick. This is impressive, and this is, I guarantee you, I haven't even read the bio yet, and because I already know a little bit about her, but she's got quite the story, and she's quite the amazing woman. Jennifer Kennedy, our guest, was first diagnosed with breast cancer when she was only 32 years old. At the time, she was married and lived in New Jersey. After she was in remission, Jennifer, her husband, and daughter moved to California. After living here for two years, she divorced her husband of 16 years and shared custody of her daughter. In 2015, almost 20 years after her first breast cancer diagnosis, she was once again diagnosed with breast cancer and underwent a double mastectomy, followed by chemo. Jennifer was unemployed during this time and had no idea how she would pay for any of her medical bills. Since the average cost of one chemo session is $7,000, she spent months researching programs of breast cancer patients so she could obtain financial assistance and get into programs needed for her care. Jennifer got financial assistance, assistance with copays, assistance with chemo, caps, a cap that is worn through chemo that allows one to keep their hair on during treatment. I didn't know about that. And many other free items that helped her battle the disease with less worry. That inspired her to start a nonprofit called Footprints in Pink. She received a 501c3 in July of 2017. The organization helps women throughout the United States who suffer from breast cancer find resources that they need to successfully manage their cancer diagnosis and treatment. Footprints in Pink does not, I'm sorry, Footprint. Footprints in Pink does the work for a patient. No patient should spend hours and hours searching for answers. Their only job should be getting nicer. I can't even read. Their only job should be getting better, spending time with their families, or working with their doctors. Footprint in Pink works alongside other nonprofits such as City of Hope and Circle of Hope to ensure the patients get the information. Information allows a patient to make educative decisions and decisions, great control, and finally control creates hope. One out of every eight women are diagnosed with, are you kidding me? 
One out of every eight women are diagnosed with breast cancer. And wow. And Jennifer is dedicated to help them worry less and heal faster. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Unbelievable. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure for me to introduce to you Jennifer Kennedy. Hi there. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I just reading your bio, it, it kind of makes everything hit home just a little bit more, um, especially with the resources and people. I mean, how many people out there that are listening right now have a family member or know someone that has cancer? And when you get cancer, it's like, now what do we do? Millions, millions of people. Not only is breast cancer one out of every eight women, but... Uh, a person is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. Okay. Well, first of all, that's terrible. Um, Jennifer, yeah. let's back up really, really quick. Uh, Jennifer, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful to be alive. You know, I was telling somebody the other day that I had cancer twice and they said, you have not succumbed to that disease because you have a purpose. And I thought, wow. That is really true. So I am grateful that I have a purpose on this planet today. Absolutely. No, we all have a purpose. Educate people about footprints at peak or just to put somebody's uh, smile on somebody's face, but that's what I'm grateful for. So let me ask you something, because I mean, we all have a purpose. We all have a reason that we're here on this planet. When did you, did you find yours through surviving cancer or did you always have a feeling of what it is? Well, I was always involved in nonprofits as I grew up. I majored nonprofits, uh, you know, in college and stuff like that. So I've always been in the helping people business, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but my purpose, absolutely. After going through horrific um, chemo um, and, and many operations, my purpose then became to help other women that were going through it and to make it um, to make it a journey that they could get through. Now, men get breast cancer too. Is that is that right? That is true. That is true. Not as often as women, but they do get breast cancer as well. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's. Um, I think cancer hits home for I think everybody listening um, because you said what is it one every how often? Every two minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer. What do you think the reason is? I don't think it's one reason. They can guess if it's uh, deodorant. They can guess if it's this, if it's that. Definitely, if you have some genetic disposition, you're more apt to get it. Um, but I actually have gotten tested, and I have absolutely no genes for breast cancer. So, is it something that is it something that um, you know we're eating? Is it in our environment? Is it you know? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, um, it, 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 you know, is it the toxins? Is it stuff that it's in our food? Is it the chemicals we're using? Is it, I, I don't know. Hmm. Dan says, Wayne Dyer used to say, don't die with your song still in you. Yeah. That, that's actually profound. I've never actually heard that. I like Wayne Dyer. And that's true. Because again, we have a message. Like we're all going through something. Everyone's going through something and we that but so we have a story to tell and we should share it We should use our voices if anything. It just makes us feel better But I mean Absolutely. someone like yourself. I know I know I know somebody that um, 
got cancer recently. She's works. She works primarily in the celebrity world. She's a famous uh, makeup artist and has a makeup line. She got cancer and lost all of her hair. And um, she went into hiding when she did. And she never told anybody she had cancer. She never told a single person. And her business was crumbling and she started feeling better and she was good and she was healthy. She beat cancer, but she was still afraid to come out and share her story. And and I remember just being so freaking disappointed because I, my father had just died from melanoma uh, doing, you know, 30 something treatments in a row of full brain radiation and i'm going you beat cancer and you're a celebrity like what is going on she was so freaked out she's like but people know me for my hair people know me for my hair and how beautiful it is i'm like but you beat cancer you you beat cancer like screw your hair you beat cancer that's a gift she worried herself to the point where she had a stroke Wow. And she lost her business and lost her career and it's all gone. And that is, if that does not show how important it is for you, everyone listening, you, Jennifer, me, to share our stories because one, it's good for us, but two, there's someone that needs to hear it. It's someone's gift. It's an inspiration. And let me ask you something. Like you're going through chemo. Chemo is obviously not fun. The, 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 all the work that takes place that you're having to do just to prepare yourself for cancer and the treatments and the doctor's appointments, like that's a lot of work. But obviously you maintained a good attitude and you kept up the fight and that's how you beat it. How much would you say attitude has to do with, and I'm not saying that having a good attitude helps you cure cancer. I'm not saying that. But how important is your attitude and mindset through getting through the cancer process? 99.9%. Dang. Um, chemo is, was the hardest thing I'd ever gone through in my entire life. Literally in the middle of my, and I had four treatments, but they were really, um, every chemo is different. Drugs are different. They put a different combination. And I had a really um, hard um, drug combination. and. I had, after my third chemo, it literally took me 45 minutes to walk down the block. So you're talking about mindset. You're talking about a woman who I was going to the gym three or four times a week and now I can't even walk down the block. And so it is that mindset that, you know, I always tell my patients, I always tell my clients, you're going to have really bad days and you're going to have good days. Appreciate those good days. And on a bad day, it's okay if you can't get out of bed. Because really, honestly, it feels like you've been hit by about seven trucks. Every joint in your body aches, and you just, you're nauseous, you can't eat, you have no energy. It, is, it takes everything out of you. And to go back to the hair issue, um, women are defined by their hair. They are. And um, one, of the, one of my issues was is I did not want to be stared at while I was walking to the grocery store as a whole woman. Because you know, oh, she's going through cancer. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna be that person. I am not gonna be that person that they're gonna be pointing to. Oh, I feel sorry for her. I didn't want that. So I actually wore this thing over my head and they're called cold caps. And it's 22 below zero. 
and it goes over your head, and it looks like it, it looks like a very old uh, football helmet. And you wear it for eight hours while you're having your chemo, and it freezes the hair follicles so that the chemo does not go into the hair follicles and kill your hair. What a cool device! I didn't know about that. Yeah. So these are not, I'm hoping that in 10 years, every single woman will have this option and that there'll be no women that are walking around, um, you know. And the other thing is, is that once your hair is gone, it doesn't come back the way that it was. You know, my sister had uh, breast cancer as well, and she came back, she had like hair like mine, and then after her hair came back, it was all little, little, little tiny curls. So it doesn't come back the same way, or it may come back gray, or it may come back. So it's not like you're getting the same hair back. So right. the chemo caps, um, I lost about 50% of my hair and I wore a wig at the very end, but it came back fuller and I didn't lose my hair and I, I didn't want to be that person. So there, there are places out there that have these caps that you can use um, to keep your hair. What is the hardest resource uh, for cancer patients to get their hands on? So my, let me preface this statement by, I worked with complex disabilities for 18 years. And so the power wheelchairs and the wheelchairs that would, you know, allow patients to perform their daily living activities, you know, basic ones like opening the refrigerator door, getting to the restroom, getting to their bed, um, getting to doctor's appointments, things like that. Um, and there's always a hole somewhere like, okay, the insurance company will pay for this, but they're not going to pay for that. And for, for disabled patients, it was doorways, like doorways are always an issue. Um, getting a, the wheelchair through a doorway, home modifications, uh, getting in, um, uh, bathroom modifications, like handrails, handrails by the toilet. Those things are typically not paid for by the insurance company. Um, why? I don't know, <laughs> but they're not. For cancer patients, what is the most, one of the most challenging things to be able to get access to that insurance will not pay for? Uh, well, first of all, people, uh, insurance would not pay for those cold caps because they don't think it's important, number one. But number two is if you are not working while you're going through chemo, and some people choose not to, and some people do, and if you do, I give all the power to you. But if you have to stop working, you've now used up all of your sick days. Oof. Okay, so that means the average six, the, the person, uh, most people have eight to six days. Eight to six, yeah, we start on the first slide, right? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, unfortunately. Right. right, right. So they get eight to six days a year. All right, that's it. You've now used up your sick days, so now you're going into unpaid days. Right? Wow. So I think. The hardest thing for that is financial, because now maybe maybe you can get disability, maybe you can't get disability, but now it's going now you know and then it just snowballs. So now I don't have any sick days. Now I'm going into unpaid days. Now I can't pay the rent. Now I can't do this. Now I can't do this, and it it just it just snowballs. It just snowballs. God, so disappointing. Shelly says. My sister is a breast cancer survivor. Her hair was thin and coming back thicker. My friends or my sister used one of those caps. Uh, Michelle says, I never knew about cold caps. I know several people that when they that when they go through chemo, they've lost their hair 
But they've lost. I've lost several family members and friends. God bless you for telling your story and your journey. Um, and then Shelly also says, or the wigs. We found a grant for my sister, I guess, assuming to get wigs. Interesting. What's up, Rich? Good to see you guys. Um, unbelievable. So that's what Compress is all about, is to be able to find these resources. So if you go to the American Cancer Society, which is all over the United States, they hand out free wigs. And their wigs are actually made of real hair. So that's what we say to our, our clients and patients is, what do you need? Do you need a wig? Well, that's where you, you need to go. Do you need a ride to chemo? Go to uh, contact the American Cancer Society. Um, do you need um, do you need this or do you need that? And what I found during my experience is that doctors don't have time to sit down with you. They're very scheduled. The average doctor appointment is eight minutes long. That's what you get. Right. So, I get a lot of phone calls of people that will say, what about this? Or what does radiation feel like? Or what does chemo feel like? Or what do I have to do? Or this or that. So that's sort of my job with my nonprofit is to tell them, hey, this is how I feel. I would recommend using this. Talk to your doctor about that. This, that, and the other thing. Um, and sometimes it's just a listening ear. One of the first phone calls I got from, was a woman who was about 32 years old. She told me that she had a three-year-old son and that she had been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Now, uh, breast cancer goes in four stages. So it's one is the lowest and four is the highest, and she was three. And she said to me, I have one question for you. And I said, you know, go ahead. And she's like, I'm gonna be going in through chemo. I'm gonna be going through chemo. And she says, my question is, will I still be a mom? And my response to her was, you will always be a mom. Uh, so sometimes it is not giving somebody a resource. It is getting somebody encouragement. It is just being a listening ear. Just saying, hey, this is what to expect. Because when I went through my um, uh, chemo, I had no clue what to expect. Yeah. I had absolutely no clue and so that's and that's what we we want for Prince and Pink is so that people don't have to spend hours and hours and hours trying to come up with the answers they can just you know call up call us or they can call us from Tampa or from LA or from Seattle and say hey can you tell me where the nearest places that I can get chemo or where's the Amer nearest American Cancer Society and so that's the work that we do so that they truly can spend time either with their doctors or with their families or feeling better. So how, let me ask you something. So it sounds like you, you went through this fight, you've been inspired to empower other people so they don't have to go through the same things that you did, and right. which is amazing. But you're giving a lot of yourself, a lot. You're, 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 you give, 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 give. What do you do to take care of yourself because if you just give, 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 and give, and never do anything for yourself, you know, it can leave you depleted and frustrated. What do you do for yourself? Um, I'm actually learning how to meditate for the first time. So I'm starting to explore that, which I'm finding really fun. Um, I go to the gym. I spend time with my family. Um, you know, I do, I do realize I go to bed on time. What does that uh, mean? What does that mean? What does um, on time mean? 
What? What does on time mean? On time means between nine and ten o'clock. Okay. That's on time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, so, um, you know, I do my little hobbies. I love photography and stuff like that. So I do try to take care of myself. Absolutely. Well, that's good to hear. Um, you were resonating with people here. Uh, Michelle says, I'm a cancer survivor. My mother died of cancer in 2004. Rich says, I have a very good friend whose wife had third stage breast cancer. She's in remission, but she has a major neuropathy, neuropathy side effects for the anti-cancer maintenance drug she's been taking. It's horrible. Golly. Yeah. And then he says meditation is awesome. So... I, so the aftermath of chemo is really hard on people. It's not just, and that was one of the things I thought was like, oh, today's my last chemo. Tomorrow I'm going to run five miles. Uh, no. Chemo is in your system for almost a year after you have it. That's how long it takes for it to go out. Um, and you get things like chemo brain, where you actually think of things, or you do things that you just would have never done, or you, you can't find words in your head. And so we actually call this in the cancer world, um, our new normal um, because chemo actually actually changes your body chemistry you know so when you're done with chemo that does not necessarily mean you may end up with neuropathy which is nerve damage you may end up with um, people have teeth problems you may end up with um, muscle problems you may end up with so it, it, it doesn't really go away um, you know, the chemo goes away, but the aftermath is just as important. Let me, so, okay. Um, did you look at any alternative therapies like cannabis, RSO, Rick Simpson oil, CBD? Did you look at any of that stuff? Um, I didn't look at it at the time, but now with my aftermath, um, I now use essential oils. Absolutely. And I use them. I do not use any type of over-the-counter medication so I have uh, I go into essential oils and use it for for my pain or for my inflammation or for the things um, because not only was I diagnosed in 2015 for my second bout of breast cancer but in 2017 I was diagnosed again um, with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma so Golly. I now have incurable cancer. I'm stage one, so I am grateful for that, which means that there's no treatment. But the doctor has also told me that non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is because of the radiation that I got when I had it when I was 32 years old. I just got to believe there's a better solution than radiation. I just, I, I just, I, I, there's got to be something. I, I it just, I, I, I cannot wrap my head around how in the hell that that can be remotely good for anybody. Um, that is, so, okay, you're looking at the essential oils. That's great. So how are you raising money for your foundation? How are you able to provide all of this care for people? Well, everything that we do, of course, is free, right? So, um, we have, we've only been in existence for about a year now. Um, and, um, so in last October, we had a fundraiser and I'm trying to sit here and find it. I thought I had everything. Uh, last October, we sold pink feet, and I wish I had one, and they literally were pink feet. They were pink feet, and we sold them um, in the town that I live in, and we sold them for a dollar. And they were big enough so that people could put their names on it. Good job, Mom. Great, you made it through chemo, or they could do a memorial, uh, memorial of it. 
And so we, just for our first run fundraiser, we did a really good job last October. So we're gonna to continue to do that again. Um, we certainly cannot compete with the big guns, Avon or uh, Coleman or something like that. But our goal is to definitely make some money um, in October um, for, um, for our um, small little nonprofit. Okay. All right. I'm making notes here. I'd love for you to share the links. Um, I don't think, did you put it in your bio? I don't think I did. Yeah. When, I, you, when we get off of this, I'd appreciate you plugging in the, the links to your either Facebook page or where people can go and donate. Um, and then also, because that way I can put it in the description for the radio audience as well, because I, this is a very generous crowd we have, and they, they love to support people like yourself. The, what is the what is the biggest challenge that you think you face day in day out with what you're up to? Um, it's it's getting the word out. It's getting the word out. I live in Santa Clarita, California, which is a great town. Um, we have 200 nonprofits here, so we're always vying for the same money, the same people on the same weekend. So my challenge is to be able to get the word out nationally, to tell people about it. Uh, my challenge is social media, marketing, somebody to let people know because I have two Facebook sites. One of them is just Footprints in Pink and it's a group site. But the other one is called Chemo Companion because I wanted to match people that may be going through chemo um, by themselves with somebody that may be in the city with them that would be able to sit with them while they were going through chemo. Um, so I had those two sites, those two um, sites up um, on Facebook. Um, so it really is the biggest challenge is just getting people to know about us. Yeah, Dan says being open-minded is so important. It's like I had to learn the way out is through, but I agree my process through was very tough and still not easy. I realize now everyone is fighting something and it's true and like cancer is something that i think especially breast cancer because we just women like our mothers or sisters or daughters like it's just it's something that is just it, it it's it's tragic and that is so it's another thing like you say a woman is identified by her hair i mean a woman's breasts are also very symbolic of what a woman is and it's it's it can't be easy i can't even imagine um well, listen, I want to I want to have you back on again when you get closer to your fundraiser, because I I really want to help you get the donations that you need. Um, I also want to have you back on um, with uh, well, I mean, we talked about another subject that's dear to your heart, but we won't share it now. We'll have uh, I would like to address that too. this this the afternoon show we only do for 30 minutes. So I. I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you came on, but is there any, anyone that's going through cancer right now or knows someone that's dealing with cancer or a loved one, a friend, do you have any words for them? Mm, uh, I, I, my, the words for cancer. Um, no, like, like words of encouragement. Okay, so cancer is... C-A-N-C-E-R, right? Yeah. So what's the first three letters? Cans. Right. You can, people can do it. People can do it. And as I said, it's 99% mental. 
and you can get through it. And get a good support system, um, have people help you, absolutely. So definitely, um, knowledge is power, make your decisions, um, So, but you can do it, absolutely. I did it, you can do it. I'm right. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on the show today. I can't wait to have you back. Um, and it, it, again, I'm serious. When you come back on, um, like get closer to your foundation or if you ever need a need, if you ever need me to shout out something you're doing, please let me know. Uh, you're okay. a survivor, you're a fighter, and you have a heart of gold. And, I, and I've and i got to experience that a little bit when I met you in L.A. and, and got to hear what you're up to and you, you definitely have a huge heart. So I take care of yourself, be good to yourself, and uh, reach out anytime, okay? All right, thank you so much for having me on. All right, God bless. See you guys soon. All right, everybody. Thank you. Happy weekend. Take care.